0: Welcome to the Ewewe podcast, the podcast that tells African stories. I'm Ceci.
1: And I'm Halima. And on today's episode, we're going to be discussing about a Ghanaian mythological figure called Anansi. Um, And we have a special guest with us discussing this topic. So hi, Cynthia. Do you want to introduce yourself?
2: Hi, Cynthia. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm from Ghana. I am from the Ewe tribe. However, the topic of this discussion today is from the Akan tribe, which I'm very familiar with as well. So I'm generally excited to be here and talk about Africa and Ghana in general. Thank
1: Thank you. We're excited to have you. Cynthia, do you speak Chui? I
2: know you speak Ewe. I speak Ewe, I speak Chi, and I speak Ga.
1: Ooh, that's so cool. So Akwaba, I only know Chui. Well, just like... uh, okay so do you want to give us like a quick backstory about Anansi's-
0: Anansi? Yeah.
2: Yeah. So basically I've been hearing Anansi stories since I was a child mostly from my mom. Um when I go to my village my grandma likes to do this thing where we I mean you guys know in the village there's barely electricity so a lot of times we just sit under the moonlight and listen to all these stories. And my grandma used to tell us a lot um, of Anansi stories, and so basically, Anansi is a godlike figure. Um, the way in which I heard the story, it was basically he's he's basically in the form of a spider and a man, so it's like a hybrid of both. Um, when I was little, I used to hear these stories just as they are, and I thought they were funny. But as I grew up, I I got to see deeper into it and learn more about it. So we'll probably cover that later on. Mm -hmm. But um, an example of one of his stories was in the beginning, which is like the first story that we ever heard, was that um, Nyami, who in Akan means God, was the owner of all stories, basically the king of all stories. He had all the stories. And Anansi was also a god, who um, he was a trickster god who um, thought that he wanted to have all the stories. And so he wanted to cut a deal with Nyami to get those stories from him. And so he went to Nyami and says, I want to purchase um, all your stories. And Yami says, "Hmm, well, it's very expensive. There are so many important people who have tried this and have failed. So do you think you can? And Anansi says, yeah, I can do it. So he tells him, OK, so there are three things that I want from you. The first one is um, the honeybee. I forgot what the, the I name for honeybee is. The second one was Onini, which means snake or python. And then the third one is Osibo, which was the tiger. So he asked Anansi to go and bring these animals to him if he could. So and also being a trickster, he decided to go about it the smart way. So he went to the honeybees and then he had like a gourd and he sprinkled like some water outside of the honeybees um, hive and on himself as well. And some of the honeybees flew out and he asked them, why are you deciding to stay in your hive when it's so wet? And they were like, oh, we have nowhere else to go. And he says, okay, so I have this gourd for you. Go inside it and be and be uh, dry, basically. So they all fly into the gourd and then he covers it up. And then he's like, wow, you guys are so stupid. Probably didn't say it like that. but <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> So then he took the gourd to Nami and says, I've brought you your first um, request. Mm-hmm. And then he says, okay, you still have the python and the tiger on there so then he goes back into the forest and then he starts arguing with himself whilst passing by the 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 abode of the python and the python was like why are you arguing with yourself and he was like oh my wife says that you're too weak and too short than basically you're too weak and you're shorter than this stick that i'm holding and the python was like okay that's impossible so we will uh, basically, research that theory. Or would we would confirm that theory? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: yeah. So basically, he lies next to this. He lies next to the stick, and then he's and then Anansi was like, "Hmm, it seems you are shorter than this stick." And then this next then the python says, "Oh, I will stretch. I'll actually stretch myself to prove that I am, I am taller or longer than mm-hmm. the stick." And then Anansi says. Okay, it seems you keep slipping, like when you stretch to the back, you get shorter in the front. So I will tie you to the stick in order to get a better measurement. And the Python says, Oh, that's a good idea. Although it wasn't. And I tied the Python to the stick. And now um he told the Python that, well, you were so stupid, because now I have captured you and I can take you to Miami. So he takes the python to Nyami as well. And Nyami was like, hmm, that's quite impressive. However, you still have the last thing, which is Osibo, on the list. So then he goes back to the forest. He digs a pit and then he covers it up with dirt and makes it seem natural. Um, He did that on the path that Osibo usually uses to go hunting. So the tiger, you know, walking about, just minding his business, his business just falls into the pit. And then Anansi waited till like night time. And then he casually passed when he was like, Oh, Osubo, what are you doing in this pit? And then the tiger says, The tiger, meaning Osubo, says, Oh, I, I just fell into this pit unknowingly. So please help me out. And then Anansi says, hmm, I don't trust you. If I help you out, you will devour me and my family. And then Osubo says, No, 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 no. I promise you, I would never. And he says, Okay. So Ananse tied, um, he tied a rope to a, a tree branch and held it down with a stone and then gives the other end of the rope to Osebo and tells him to tie this around his tail. So Osebo does that. And then when Ananse obviously took off the, the the rock from the from the branch, it kind of like, how should I even explain this? It kind of catapulted Osibo out of the pit and then around, just hanging on the tree branch. Mm-hmm. So he kept dangling and dangling and dangling until so he got very busy. And then Anansi says, well, he got dizzy and unconscious, Um, she says. And so uh, Anansi was able to cut him off and then tie him, his legs up properly. And then he carried him to Nyamim. And so Nami says, wow, you were able to bring everything on the list. And so now I give you this huge book of stories. And he hands the stories to Anansi. And now Anansi is not only the god of, is not only the trickster god, but he also now has all the stories. And so basically, in the, not even just the Akans, in general Ghanaian culture, when someone tells you a story, they usually attribute that story to anansi so that was how the word Sam was um that's that's where it was derived from so now when someone says Sam, they say story even though the direct translation is anansis stories
1: Ooh, wow that's, that's so actually weird. really really interesting hmm
0: I really like that story. And it makes me wonder as well, like why do you think that so many cultures all have, um, they all have a trickster god, you know what I mean? Even within African cultures, why why do they feel like there's a need for that, that figure in all the pantheons? What do they represent really?
2: Yes, I think it is popular because Mostly of the symbolism, it tells us the importance of stories because this trickster gods, basically the way in which they the way in which they operate or do their things is through stories. Like Anansi, if he wants to corn you, he doesn't just up and corn you; he makes it into a story form, something interesting. And so I think that is mainly the reason why they like um they like to tell stories about 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 him or about trickster gods and and aside from that the 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 symbol of what he does like i don't even know how to explain it properly but
1: i think if I look think I how... you look at how with that like i think what maybe the symbol is that they need to be clever i guess like, yeah they you emphasize move move over. To, yeah. your wit exactly instead of it's not um, just instead about strength, of strength like yes mm-hmm. that's true and a,
2: a lot of unanswered stories you would see that it's, it's mostly about him showing how selfish he is and conning people and yeah. things like that but at the same time it emphasizes the fact that if you're if you do something and you do it smartly you can even get away with something that's bad mm-hmm. so you can be doing something that's bad but if you do it smartly you can even get away with it so I think that is one of the big themes around Anansi
0: I think that that's very true. and very interesting, but I also think that folk tales, in lot of them, is like stories told to children, and mm-hmm. basically, just a running theme. Whenever we talk about folk tales, is just really they are kind of awful lessons to teach yeah. children. In that, like, just make sure you do your way, whatever you're doing, do it like in a smart way so you can get mm-hmm. it, whether it's bad or not, rather than teaching children to be upright and honest and blah blah blah. But you know yeah. what? Yeah.
2: So they are mostly cautionary tales even though they, they do it in a bad way. But as I said, as I grew up more, I got to, I, I have like a different perception looking back at the stories that I've been told. I, I see like a deeper meaning um, to some of them, not all of them, some of them.
1: Do you mind sharing with us what like deeper meanings you have to announce stories?
2: Yeah, So so for like society in general, I realized that in the African culture, one of the reasons why, they told these stories the way in which they did was for posterity. Like, if you look at most of these stories, if they didn't tell it in the way they did, like added a little bit of embellishments and lies and not lies, like
1: yeah.
0: just <laughs>
2: like, when you think about it, you realize this is really not possible. But the reason why they told those stories that way was for posterity. If they hadn't told it like that, it would have probably not made it to this point. That's so, a very good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it, with Anansi, he's depicted as someone who is half man, half spider. But then I think with the spider, with the, um, the multiple limbs just represents someone who has multiple traits and could melt into different characters, which is what we see in most of his stories. And the spider being able to um, weave webs. Um, just just represents the web of lies that he's able to tell, and not even just the web of lies, but also with the way spiders are able to capture their prey with lies like uh, with with their webs, like to capture their prey in their webs, and that's basically most of what Anansi does. You can be minding your business and he just springs, he just comes to you with his with his His things with his Mm -hmm. ways and so there's a lot of symbolism there and I wonder if they thought about it that way when they told the stories but then for most of these people who started these stories it was very real to them Mm -hmm. so now that the stories have made it way back from history till now it probably means something differently to us but again most of them told this As a cautionary tale, like my grandmom, I'm pretty sure she never really believed exactly a lot of the things she told. But then as children, we were told to listen to it and just abide by it.
0: I I really like agree with your point about why the embellishments were necessary. And even among African mythological figures in general, which I'm fascinated by, I find Anansi in particular to be very interesting. And it's also and, and unique in particular because he's actually, if you think about it, he's probably the most popular African mythological figure because in, in popular culture today, like not just within Africa, but beyond Africa as well. Because when you ask people, generally about African gods they may not really know much but most people have some idea about Anansi because he is in like a lot of these days I believe he's in like the American gods tv show there's there's a yeah I mean he he's in in books he's and it's because his stories are a lot more detailed the photos about Anansi Than a lot of other African mythology is, I think, because you know we did it orally and stuff. But for some reason, the Anansi stories have um, really—they've been preserved well, and they've yeah.
1: And I I also think because like like most mythological figures in in Africa and everything because of the migration that happened during like the transatlantic slave trade and even till now cause we constantly migrate and everything we keep telling these stories and then because it's oral people have different like versions of anansi and i think because anansi is just like a trickster and a cunning person so the like like Cynthia said the symbolism of his stories is in telling children and telling people really that you're leaving your country, but you can outsmart the people you're meeting, if that makes yeah. sense.
0: Yeah. And I think he's even popular in the Caribbean. Did you know about yeah. that? Mm-hmm. I just found out about that today, that Anant is a popular figure, not even just in Africa, but in the Caribbean as well, that they like identify with the stories and tell the stories to their kids and
1: so Oh, and the, I, I found out another fun fact, you guys. So um, in Jamaica, the, you guys know the Jamaican patois. So mm-hmm. that, that language is really inspired by... Ghanaian I think Chui, Akan and something from yeah. three different tribes yeah and I'm like oh my goodness that's so cool so that could explain why the Anansi story is really popular there
2: yeah um I, I actually heard that the, the, the thing about the Jamaican thing um, mm-hmm. about, the, about the
1: origination the right,
2: yeah. the way in which I heard it is that um so basically some people were taking from you know they're People were taking from different parts of Africa, but mostly the people who were taking from the Akan, some of them were able to escape and get to modern day Jamaica. But then mm-hmm. when they got there, they didn't know what else to do. And so in, in Akan, Jama, Yeka, it means it seems we are stuck here. And so and so when they got there, they were like, Oh, jama how?" And so ah, the the, the so word evolved so and became Jamaica.
1: That is that's, so interesting. Actually. extremely honestly, so that that means that's true. Like Jamaican patois, basically Akan languages, watered down, probably.
2: Yeah, mostly. If there, there's this video I saw on YouTube where there was this really, really old man in Jamaica, and he was speaking like the actual, real, deep patois, and it sounded a lot like Akan. There were a few words that were familiar to Akan, but then obviously as um as time goes on and as the language evolves, most of the mm-hmm. things get lost and the language changes.
1: Yeah, that makes so much sense. And it also explains why like the popularity of Anansi then, like why he's yeah.
0: mm-hmm. I was actually looking into it and I found that apparently he was kind of like a a symbol or beacon of like resistance of slaves. He inspired Mm -hmm. them to resist you know, slavery and and like plot ways to escape escape yeah because of mm-hmm. the corning and stuff and I just I, I think that I read this account of
1: like a former slave owner this white man in I think in the Caribbeans but he's all those white Caribbean people that own slaves and he was saying how some of his slaves used to trick him with stuff they heard from Anansi's stories I don't know how true that is but some of the ways they used to like corn him and stuff it was stuff they got from Anansi's stories I'm like, wow, that's very interesting.
0: That just really shows you the importance of these folktales. I mean, we mm-hmm. think of folktales and folklore as kind of like, I mean, it's by the way, it's kind of nice and it's a nice part of culture, but we don't actually really see the the real world significance and results. But then when you think about how Anansi apparently had this effect on slave resistance, it, it makes it so real. Yeah. That, like, mm-hmm. that actually gave them inspiration.
1: Yeah. And mm-hmm. Anansi, I think in Nigerian stories, he's like the tortoise, like when Cynthia was saying this. Yeah. Story, because I'm like these things Anansi gets up to so that's what the tortoise used to be. The tortoise was like, always a, a smart people. one, yes. wasn't he? Mm-hmm. One that would
0: trick people. And also when you think about like trickster gods within other cultures, for example, in in the Yoruba culture, I believe there was Ishu, who is a trickster god, and mistakenly, or I don't know, but that was translated when they translated the Christian Bible into Yoruba, the person who translated it called Ishu Satan. And then, mm-hmm. you know, people started associating Ishu with Satan when in reality, he was supposed to be a trickster god similar to Anansi. Mm-hmm. And there's like um, Legba, I believe, I'm not sure exactly what culture that's from. And even beyond the shores of Africa, like Loki and Norse mythology, there are just trickster gods everywhere. So I think generally most societies have realized the importance of teaching their children and their people, why wits and like it's important to have more brains than bronze. Clever,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I agree with that though, because I think sometimes it is not just about being clever or trying to outsmart people, but I mean it's the skill
0: to have. <laughs> no, definitely we know that. Like even if you are the smartest person in the world, like you cannot dodgy punch fast enough. Somebody might still be able to punch you, but at least people know that, you know. They, they can resist force in some way. So when there's a force bigger than you, maybe you will lose the fight, but you can make it pay them. You know what I mean? Like you can mm-hmm. you can get that even is a bit, which, which, him is, him. Which, is, which is like kind of goes back to the slave resistance things. That They knew that they didn't have a way of beating the British. They didn't have the equipment. They probably didn't have the people or whatever. But then they had the small things that they could do like the, I mean- They, they had their weights basically. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and at the end of the day, you might not even win. You might not win the fight, but you don't lose your like dignity or you don't lose your pride. For example, the Ebo landing, the people that chose to instead like commit suicide rather than become slaves and they jumped off the slave ships. Oh yeah. I mm. mean, there's no winner in that scenario. But then at the same time, they might still think of themselves as winners because they would have preferred, you know, to die and
1: become slaves. slaves.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah so Cynthia do you have any other like Anansi stories I saw one about Anansi and the watermelon I saw Anansi and honestly there are way too many Anansi stories there Like there are a lot and some of them were not
2: really stories that he was in some of them were stories that people believed that he told and so for some of them he wasn't even like directly in the story it was just stories that he told. And there are there are a lot of them. I can't even, there are so, so, so many of them. Yeah. But he he told one about Fufu. He told <laughs> one about why the, the, the history behind Fufu and the, the people wanted to know. So he told them that a long time ago, Nyame, who was the sky god, was so close to the earth. And then there was this old woman, she really loved to eat fufu. And I don't know about the Nigerian culture, but in Ghana, the fufu is usually pounded in a mortar with the pistol. Yeah,
0: that's the yeah, that's mm-hmm.
2: yeah. So this old woman loved to eat fufu. So she was always pounding fufu. But anytime she pounded the fufu, the pistol hits Nyami, who is the sky god, who was at the time believed to have been so close to the earth. And so he always got disturbed by this woman. Founding fufu so he decided to move further up so that he doesn't get disturbed by it so that is why nyame who is the sky god is far from the earth and as silly as that story sounds it's actually funny
0: it really is it is, it is funny <laughs> i like how like some of the stories are kind of teaching a lesson and whatever and then some of them are just practical like look noise <laughs> is too loud that's why they are running.
1: yeah I think it kind of makes sense. They're using these stories to understand the reality, if that makes sense. Like we need to understand why the sky is not so closely ground. So people are like, <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. one this story and we're sticking with it. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. True. All right, Cynthia. This has been so more so informative and very interesting. Thanks for sharing this story. Thank you me. so much. Like
0: Thank I really you enjoyed nice learning
1: for having about
0: this. me. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you liked this episode. You should like it and subscribe so you don't miss future episodes.
1: Yeah, and don't forget to follow us on all our social media platforms. On Twitter, we're underscore Africa and Oriwe spelled O-R-I-I-R-E underscore Africa. And on Instagram, Orire underscore Africa. <laughs> and you can check the website out at orire.com. May that it, Cynthia, that's thank you in
0: <laughs> also follow cynthia on instagram her instagram is kc that's c-a-y c-e-e underscore love and her youtube channel as well is sit with k that's s-i-t of course with c-a-y and find interesting content over there ask her about annancy her stories let her tell you more also if you have career related <laughs> questions go to cynthia she's the plug yeah, um, And if you would like to come on our podcast and discuss myth, history, food within Africa, we would love to hear from you. We'd love to have you on. So you can just uh, go on the website, oriray.com and contact us. Contact us on Instagram, on Twitter, whatever, we're always available. Or oh, present... send us an email. Yes, at info at orire.com.
1: Bye, guys. Bye. Nanteye, I don't think I said that properly, but that's good, bad, chewy. <laughs>